This is Masters Cast, the first He-Man and She-Ra podcast, episode number 12, for Sunday, February 26th, 2006. This episode of Masters Cast is brought to you by the Treepercrons of the Forgotten Forest. Thank you for downloading. I'm John Callis, also known as The Shadow. I'm Josh DeLioncourt, also known as Just Lioncourt. And I'm Katie Carty, also known as Rainbow Bright. And I apologize for sounding a little odd this week. I'm out of town and joining you by phone. Or actually, we could be like, it's really cool. We actually have her via satellite. She's actually visiting the moon. (laughs) (laughs) From on Eternia. The moon of Phantos. Yes. Yes. Not the moon like Earth. That would be boring. Who goes there on vacation anymore? <laughs> That's right. I'm on that cool moon that goes around Primus. Oh, Nordor. Yeah. <laughs> the Skull Moon. <laughs> First up, before we get to uh, something, uh, real quick, if you have not bought He-Man and the Masters of the Universe Season 1, Volume 2 on DVD, buy it now. Available at Target, Best Buy, and other fine retailers. That's right. It came out on February 14th, Valentine's Day, and includes the second half of season one, the last 32 episodes, plus two documentaries, character profiles, scripts, and two art cards by Al Norum and somebody whose name I can't pronounce. Earl Norum. Earl Norum. What did I say? You said Al. Like Bundy, but it's okay. I'll <laughs> okay. I don't know why I said that. No, but that, it's been a the, long day. The Earl Norm R card is fantastic. Fantastic. I want a poster. Someone, me too. Someone get me a poster. Actually, I'll try. Yeah, let's get a poster. Yeah, I get a poster. We got to convince <laughs> them. Posterize that puppy. Okay, before, before we go any further and before I forget, here's Johnny C with our voicemails. It's time to hear from you, the fans. Here are your voicemails for this edition of Master's Cast. Want to have your voice heard on Master's Cast? Go to www.masterscast.com and click on Submit Your Voice. And now, your voicemails. Beep. <laughs> Hi, this is Marvelous One from the He-Man Board. Um... I'm also Rainbow's secret admirer who sent her the wonderful figures, including the Rainbow Sparkly She-Ra. I'm glad she, you like him, Rainbow. Just want to say, great show. Love everything so far. Keep it up. Can't wait to see when you do a video podcast or whatever. So keep up the good work. Bye. Thanks for sending in those voicemails, and Katie. I just wanted to thank Marvelous One who left us that voicemail. He heard my plight on our previous podcast that I only had two of the new He-Man figures and how horrible that was. So he, out of the kindness of his heart, sent me some more. So now I have Mechanek, Manny Faces, the regular He-Man, Tila, and he sent me a special surprise of the exclusive She-Ra figure, which is really glittery and really, really cool. (laughs) So So thank you very, very much, Marvelous One. I love you. 
Yes, and thank you again for saying those voicemails. Please keep them coming. We love to hear from everyone. Now, Marvelous One also mentioned a uh, possibility of us doing video podcasts. We definitely want to do that, but as you know, we all live in different states, so it's rather hard unless you just want to you know, see something that's spliced together and it won't look that good. But we do plan to record. Uh, we are all three will be at the San Diego International Comic Con, July 19th through the, what, 23rd or 24th? Something like that. Yeah. July 20th, I think it is. Okay. Well, preview night is July uh, 19th. Oh, yeah. that's. Uh, I will be there all four possible. days of fun in the sun, since it will be sunny because <laughs> it's in San Diego. So if you're there, please find us because we'll want to, if you want to, you know, talk to us uh, and be on Master's Cast, we want to, you know, talk to as many people as possible and uh, we'll try to get some video footage to you and you'll be able to download that just like you download the episodes uh, from iTunes, etc., you know. Works the same way with video as it does with the uh, MP3 file. So have no fear. It will be in quick time. So download that quick time plugin. <laughs> and of course, if any of you have burned the episodes of Master's Cast 2 CDs, we will be more than happy to autograph them for you. Hey, that's a nifty idea. What are you talking about? <laughs> I have 8 by 10 glossies already ready of my face. <laughs> Oh, we're behind the time, Josh. That would not be a bad idea, though. We should get a, a, a picture of the three of us together. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely have to do that. Hand out or something. Yeah, I would love, because we need a group picture of, of all three of us for the website since we only yes, have separate. Yes, absolutely. We only have separate uh, pictures. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, um, uh, Katie and I will be at Wizard World Chicago also to record footage. So if Wait, not... I lost you there for a second. Oh. Can you hear me now? Sorry. I feel like He's that Verizon here. guy. Katie and I will also be at Wizard World Chicago, which is August 3rd through the 6th. So if you are... And there's a small possibility I may be there as well. But, um, so we'll be there know. to re record from Wizard World Chicago too, so come speak to us. Don't be scared. We're not going to bite you. Exactly. That's what I keep hearing from the fans after the fact. They're like, oh, I saw so-and-so at the con, but I was too scared to say hi. Don't I know. Be Come say hi. I'm a very friendly person. Even if you think I'm mean, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> He's just That's mean right. to Thundercats. That's all. I'm only mean to Thundercats. <laughs> so don't be bringing your old Thundercats t-shirt. You know, I have a Thundercats t-shirt. I should wear it and shock everyone. <laughs> please, please don't. Well, I like the logo. The logo was cool. It's not of, like, the Thundercats, the shirt. It's of the logo. Okay. Why exactly do you have, even if it's just the logo, I don't understand the concept of you having a Thundercat shirt if you don't like it. Because I like the logo. I don't know. I can't explain it. <laughs> That's okay. We'll forgive you. All right. Today's episode focuses on Masters of the Universe Season 1, Volume 2 on DVD of the original He-Man and the Masters of the Universe cartoon animated by our good folks friends at Filmation. And the news as well that came out this week regarding the oh, sanction line that we'll should, talk should, about as well. Should we cover that first since it's shorter? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, Josh, yeah, that would why don't you give us the announcement? On uh, February 24th, the Four Horsemen gave He-Man.org the uh, go-ahead to announce the other two characters in Wave 4 of the Staction line, which is the mini-statue line from NECA, NECA, N-E-C-A. 
and the Four Horsemen. Now, we already knew that uh, Snakeface was going to be in that wave, and they showed uh, a picture of him several months back in uh, Toy Fair magazine, I think is where he first appeared. Uh, but we didn't know who the other two characters were going to be, and they've now announced that we are getting Leech as the Horde representative and Webstore as the representative of Skeletor's minions. And I am extremely excited for Webstore. I've been waiting for him for a long time. So Webster would be your favorite out of that? By far. Okay, mine's Leech, obviously. Okay, that's right. <laughs> ah, two against one. <laughs> No, it's cool because I love the new Web- Webster design. I yeah, I've always been a huge fan of Webster yeah, since the classic. The old school one, it's not really thrilling. No. No, but the new one, I'll give it props. Didn't we talk on one of the shows that I was trying to think of which, which new figure I thought was better than the old? I'll go with mm-hmm. Webster now. <laughs> Even though we haven't seen it yet, um, it'll look similar to what was in the cartoon. So, Right. I'm cool with that. Oh, so, and they did... oh, oh, we forgot to also, the Sorceress 15-inch statue is now shipping. That's right. And Triclops soon to follow. Yeah, Triclops soon to follow. I broke down and bought the Sorceress. These are pricey items, folks. 200 bucks. And if anyone Woo! wants to send me any of the four deluxe statues, <laughs> I don't have them. I do not have the money to get them. I'm saying a prayer that the Sorceress is still supposed to come with the Grayskull door. Because I want the Grayskull door. But I don't know if it's going to come with it. It's not in the picture. <laughs> Grayskull door? Yeah, well, originally, a piece of the Grayskull door was supposed to come with one of the each one of each of the, uh, you know, uh, statues. So a piece would come with Skeletor, a piece would come with Clawful, a piece would come with Sorceress, and a piece would come with Triclops. But uh, oh. they found that by breaking the door up into individual pieces like that, it would be hard for us to get four that would fit very well together because of the process that the door would be made. So instead, they had previously stated that most likely they would put the entire door with the sorceress. Now, I don't know if that's still the plans because it doesn't say anything about the door anymore. Well, there was an in-between stage as well where there were coupons included with the statues that you had to have all four in order to send in for the statue. For the yeah, I don't like that idea well. because I don't have the clawful statue. Right, yeah. I want the door to come with the sorceress, so please, please, <laughs> masters of the universe, gods and goddesses, please, please put the door, if you're going to make the door, put it with the sorceress. We've got uh, web store leech. Beautiful. Uh, coming. Snake face. Tilana. Man, Tilana. I forgot what it was. Not... Oh, 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 I know what it was. Tilana. Okay. Just that um, we yes. mentioned that there are... Okay. Go ahead. Shush. <laughs> You're we... shushing me. <laughs> you know, I got a story. There was a kid when I was a senior in high school, and he was a junior, and we were at a friend's house, and he shushed me. And to this day, he remembers the wrath that came from him shushing me. So I don't advise well, yes, shushing well, of the shadow. You know, considering but, but that please... you know, we had the, the Peter Pan edition of Master's Cast a few nights ago... Peter Pan. I don't get the joke. I'm sorry. Uh, well, you we lost our shadow, and oh, um, we're not telling the folks about that. <laughs> <laughs> How is that Peter Pan though? Because I fell asleep. No, well, no because... we lost our shadow. Oh. We lost our shadow. 
<laughs> that was good. I, I, Thank yeah, you. Josh came up with that. I haven't seen Peter Pan in a while. I'm sorry. That's all right. Anyway, we, had, we mentioned a few minutes ago that we do not have uh, pictures yet of Leech and Web Store. However, the Four Horsemen had said um, pending uh, Mattel approval, we should see those uh, pictures released in the next few weeks. So keep an eye out for those. Grayskull Door. What? I said Grayskull Door. Oh, yes. But knock, when you knock. say it that quickly, who's and that there? Slurred, Grayskull Door with the sorcerer. So, I don't understand. Why would you want a freestanding door? Because it's we were so, because we were supposed to get the door, okay. And I but understand that I didn't I buy Clawful, and I wouldn't get the door anyway. But if you're gonna put it with someone, don't put it with Triclops. Put it with the Sorceress because it makes sense. The Sorceress, Grace called door. No, it, actually, it her. doesn't actually make sense from a business standpoint. Oh, you're just rubbing that, that phrase in my face. <laughs> they, yes, yes. I mean, they I will sell it. far more sorceresses than they will triclops, most likely. Although I want don't them give them these ideas, Sean. So <laughs> it would actually make sense since triclops and sorceress reversed positions in the lineup as well. You are the poisoning my plan with triclops <laughs> on purpose. You are poisoned. You know if that happens now, you're totally getting blamed, Josh. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yep. Well, Please right. send your hate mail care of Josh. <laughs> if you don't get the door when you buy Sorceress. <laughs> by the way, right. I ordered mine. I thought it said two to three days it would ship. It still has not shipped. Please ship my Sorceress statue. I really, really want it. <laughs> like, yes, I could see well. a window, maybe. Because the Sorceress stood <laughs> up in the window... On many occasions, but the door... Uh, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> the four horsemen, maybe they just like doors. Maybe they like knock-knock jokes. <laughs> <laughs> knock-knock, who's there? Shadow's door. Oh, who are you with, door? Oh, I'm with the sorceress. Okay. <laughs> or, or knock-knock, who's there? Door. Door who? Skeledor. Oh, <laughs> that was bad. Yes, terrible, horrible. Oh, <laughs> longer telling, God. horrible jokes. All right, now may I go into the main event? Door Dak. I believe. Could okay. be another. Door Dak. Actually, door Dak. I like that. That could be like his evil henchman, Door Dak. Door Dak. <laughs> he opens all the doors. He follows Hordak around and opens all the doors for him. Come here, little Door Dak. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I don't do a very good uh, Hordak impression, except for that. And now, our feature presentation. That, that makes me think of those Disney movies. You remember when you used to buy a Disney movie on VHS? It would have that whole animated Disney logo, and it'd be like, your feature presentation. Yeah, they used to play those at the drive-ins as well, although oh. you probably are too young to remember the drive-in. Um, I have a drive-in. 30 seconds away from my house, I could sit on the roof of my house and watch the drive-in. Thank you very Do they much. still play movies? Yes. I have wow. two drive-ins within five minutes of me. Wow. That's another world. Although the I can't drive-ins say I, are dead in I don't Southern really California. go to them. The last movie I saw at a drive-in was Hocus Pocus, I believe. Hocus Pocus. Well, last movie I saw at the like drive-in. 20 degrees where you live. I don't blame you. Well, no. They, the drive-ins only open in the summer. Oh, I see. Yeah, they close it during the winter. 
yeah, the the drive-ins have been pretty much gone in Southern California for the last ten years or so. I think the last uh, movie I saw in the drive-in was uh, Sister Act Two, which was probably like ninety three or something like that. Oh, Long ago. Very int- Did you say nineteen ninety three? Roughly. Yeah, isn't that when Hocus Pocus came out? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Might be. (laughs) Or 96, something like that. All right. So the drive-ins are primarily dead. Feature presentation. But they used to be fun. Drive-ins were were a lot of fun. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, Season 1, Volume 2, on DVD. The cover is Skeletor. That's right. Purple. The cover is purple, with little hints of pink and... Magenta and coolness. Awesome, <laughs> awesome, awesome embossing once again. Thank you, BCI Eclipse, for embossing these covers and letting me enjoy the artwork once again. It's very cool and uh, very uh, detailed and very done well enough that I can tell what it is that I'm looking at. Which Skeletor is, nice. is holding his Havoc staff. And there's lightning. There's the Snake Mountain behind him. And there's fog. Mystical fog of all time. Is Hordak, who is not not on the cover. Um, Lord of destruction. (laughs) And overlord of evil. Okay. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) um, Inside, the discs have on them Sorceress, Manny Faces, Randor, Clawful... Merman and Trapjaw. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and I can't see them. And he can't see them. And look. <laughs> and he knows, and I had to look. Uh, beautifully, yes. beautifully done. Hard I thought work. so. Love it. Love it. All right, kids. Let's hit on to disc number one. Why look? The first episode on there would be Dragon's Gift, and I believe Josh wants to speak about it. Well, yes, there's quite a few episodes I like to speak about, Dragon Gift being one of them. This is a great way to start off this box set. Now, I have to say, the He-Man series as a whole, um, the writing of the episodes improves the deeper you get into the series. And that is especially noticeable on this box set. This set has got some of the greatest episodes of the series, including this Dragon's Gift. Much better than the first set. Much, much better. And I I do enjoy the ones on the first set, but a huge improvement on this one. Dragon's Gift, of course, written by Larry Dottilio. Go, Larry. Go, Larry. That's right. (laughs) And uh, he uh, he is featured talking about that episode on the documentary, and we learn uh, some fun things about uh, both Granomir episodes that appear on this set, one on disc one, one on disc five, and uh, as well as... The uh, House of Chakotay episodes that he wrote as well. But uh, Dragon's Gift, really good uh, episode. Of course, Grandamere is the first talking dragon that we see in the He-Man series. And uh, that episode uh, is got a real strong... um, uh, real strong role-playing uh, game type feel to it. And Dark Smoke and Grandamere were actually originally featured in Tunnels and Trolls, long before, uh, well, maybe not long before, but a bit before the Master of the Universe cartoon was on the air, and uh, Larry Dottilio had created those characters originally for Tunnels and Trolls. Which and, is what, a role-playing uh, game? 
that yes, just like Dungeons and Dragons, same idea, just a different company. I guess um, it's just created, not as popular, is it? No, it died a slow and painful death, or maybe it's a quick and painful die. death. But yes, but um, but Gradamir, uh, of course, then became immortalized in the He-Man cartoon, and along with Dark Smoke, and uh, it's a good episode, very well done. It is very well done. I have to say, Larry Dottilio rocks. Of course. I mean, seriously. He does. In fact, Larry, if you're out there listening, if you'd like to come on to Master's Cast, please <laughs> feel free to let us know. We'd love to interview. Larry, I, I'm looking forward, uh, just as a little sidebar, the next release, Season 2, Volume 1, will have a commentary track from Larry Dottilio. Yes, and that oh, yeah, will be, be fantastic. Awesome. Which makes me... Which makes me... Really, really, really hope that we get a Larry Dottilio commentary track for The Secret of the Sword. That would also be fantastic. Please, please. I don't care if Bob Forward, because you know he only wrote one of the five episodes. But get Larry Dottilio on there. That would be tremendously I mean, awesome. he's just such an enthusiastic person. You can tell he really enjoyed the work he did. So Yes. That's why I like him well, so yeah, I mean, he's always been a huge Masters fan in general. Uh, a year and a half or two years ago... Uh, he was in Anaheim, California at a uh, convention um, there near Disneyland that focused on, I believe it was focusing on uh, television writing, I believe. But he did a whole um, presentation there on his own uh, revolving around work that he has done and primarily the Mass Universe property, the episodes he wrote for the classic filmation cartoon. Really wish I could have gone to that. That would have been a lot of fun. All right, we're going to stick on disc one for uh, a little bit longer. Yes, we've got several good episodes to talk about on that disc. Next, uh, The Sleepers Awaken we want to talk about. And uh, I have obvious reasons on why I enjoy this episode. And why don't you tell us? That's because... Do you mind if I say this, Josh? Well, go ahead. Josh pointed it out to me because I don't know how I you know, skipped my memory or something. But this is the first appearance of George DeCenzo in uh, He-Man and She-Ra. And as you all know, he voices Hordak. <laughs> <laughs> Along with Bo and Seahawk yes. and many, many other characters in the She-Ra series. And uh, on Sleepers Awaken, he voices Lord Tyran. And it's kind of Turan. a... Turan. sorry. <clears throat> okay. And in Sleepers Awaken, he voices Lord... Tyrant, what is it? Tyran? Tyran. Tyran, damn it. Okay. <clears throat> I'm not making that mistake on the air. Okay. <laughs> and in, in The Sleepers Awaken, he voices Lord Tyran, and it's kind of a cross between Seahawk and Hordak, but no snorting people. Sleepers Awake has always been one of my favorite episodes of the entire series. I think it's incredibly underrated. There does not get a lot of rec- recognition, but it's a great story. It's a fun story. It's a very spooky old castle that uh, is featured in it, and I love all things spooky. And, I, if I may, I have a fun little story about that episode. Okie dokie. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're tired of my stories. Well, we Ooh, have to... We stories d- are lovely. We do have a few other discs to get through, but yes, go we ahead. Do, and I'll, I'll make it quick. It's, it's a short story. It's a very short story. It's very, very short. In uh, about 1995, there used to be a little store in uh, in Costa Mesa, California, called Music Market. And Music Market 
tend to, mainly sold um, used CDs and CD imports, but they also had a huge video and Laserdisc section. And in uh, about the, uh, the summer of 1995, they got in a huge, uh, just I, I don't even know how many copies of The Sleepers Awake on factory sealed VHS that they had gotten from some back uh, stock in some shop somewhere. And they were selling them out for 99 cents a piece. <laughs> And uh, I, that was the first um, official VHS release of a He-Man episode that I ever actually owned. I bought it, Music Market that day, Sleepers Awake, and uh, that was a lot. It was a great find for me because it had always been since I was a kid one of my favorite episodes. So it's well, interesting I, things you find. I like how they get the power from the trees. Yes, it's really good animation. They're like. Mom! Getting power from the trees. <laughs> really, it's they say bad. it just like that. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad that that episode came before the introduction of Mossman, because he would have been a great. Uh, oh, that's true. To very true. Including that episode. Now, very quickly, you you wanted to talk about the search. The search, which of course is the episode where Skeletor is after the Star Seed, and I don't know about you, but it seems like that would have made a much better title to that episode than the search. <laughs> Don't well. quite understand that. However, I will say, um, do we know who wrote this episode? Um, do you have that information in front of you? I don't think we do. No. I anyway, can't remember. This episode. I can me, tell you who it wasn't. It wasn't Larry. It wasn't Dottilio. Larry Dottilio. <laughs> <laughs> he would have had a proper title. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, anyway, this is a really strange episode to me. I was watching it the first time I've seen this episode since I was a kid. Um, I have very little memory of it, but there's a, a few things that really make this episode stand out. It's it's a good episode, not a great one, but it's a good episode. There's some strange things about it. One uh, being that they supply the, 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 well, the whole point behind the episode is sort of based around the Big Bang Theory, which I thought was kind of odd to even be introducing something that controversial into a children's television show in the 1980s, um, which I thought was odd. Also, the dialogue in this episode, it's clear that either, well, it seems clear. I, I, I hesitate because I don't know who wrote this episode, but, uh, the, the dialogue in this episode was written very out of character for almost all of all of the characters. Adam's dialogue is very stilted and very formal, and um, it's just this episode really sticks out as a, as a, just a really strange, strangely put together um, episode with some some odd things. It's a fun story. Um, it has Zodak. It's got some oddities, and it does have Zodak, and it's got Zodak in probably the most interesting way that he was used ever in the entire run of the series, where he is testing. He-Man's virtue, and I think that was kind of a really neat way of using him and his cosmic powers. And he's pimping the star seed. That's right. Big. It reminds me of like Frodo and the ring, like trying to not let it take over you and trying to resist its power. Mm, good point. Yes, very similar. Very and similar. we all know how I feel about Lord of the Rings. Oh no, here we go again. Another thing Shadow hates. <laughs> Hate mail, care of the shadow. Shadow, shadow. My precious. Oh, my precious. 
It's a good impression for hating it so much. Well, I was forced to see all the movies. So I'm rightfully allowed to complain. Lord of the Rings. Rocks, I can understand not being allowed Don't to complain to if I didn't see the movies. But hey, I like the animated Hobbit movie. That's good stuff. Good fun. <laughs> good fun. What's that song they sing? That song at the beginning? It's like Frodo Baggins or whatever, Bilbo Baggins. La, da, 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 da. Isn't there a song at the beginning? Are you talking about that song three feet tall. Nimoy sing? I don't know, but I was digging the song when I when I watched Bilbo, it. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, bravest little hobbit of them all. Right? Is that what you're thinking? I don't know. I don't have it on DVD. It was redone by uh, Leonard Nimoy. Strange. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, I think that's the one. You ever seen the video to that? There's a music video. (laughs) Yes, and it's scary. (laughs) All these little kids running around with Leonard Nimoy, and they all have pointy ears, and it's really bizarre. So he's like Spock in it. Yeah, I guess he is. Weird. Yeah, well, the, the, the album that that comes from is... A, uh, Leonard Nimoy did a couple of albums, and uh, on that particular one, half of the album is done in Spock character, and then the other half is done as Leonard Nimoy. And it's called The Two Halves of Leonard Nimoy. It's a very odd thing. I, I prefer William Shatner's records. You know what he <laughs> speaks? Lucy! In the sky! No, no, no. With no, diamonds! No, I like the, you know, the uh, original songs that he's done. Oh, 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 I thought you were talking about his, original his, his the, the albums he did back in the 70s. No, I'm talking about like the, it came Beatles out a, a couple years ago. Right. Um, I, yes. I, yeah, William ben, Shatner and the album was called Has Been. And there's, right. a, there's a really good song in there. Oh, he did the album with uh, Ben Folds from Ben Folds right. 5. And, um, you know, Brick. She's a brick. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the song uh, Common People we, we, is a really good song on there. It's really we've good. We got really sidetracked. Yes, we did. We're going to head on to disc two after Shadow changes the battery in the mini disc. Okay. <laughs> so please hold. Okay. <laughs> Hello, we are back. Shadow has successfully changed the mini disc's battery. Stitch. This is Charge Her Binks now. No. such chains. No, is this man out of wood? Misa thinks so. Fast as fast can be, you'll never catch me. <laughs> okay. Stitch wow. loves Master Cast. Stitch <laughs> love Master Cast. You know, I I already kind of talked about the one documentary. We have not even touched on the fact that you were featured on this. Stitch set. says Shadow. we will get to that later. Ah, uh, Stitch right. will go get Shatter now. Just, just this is the schizophrenic edition of Matt's cast. Josh Delioncourt portrays William Shatner, and Shadow portrays Stitch. Okay. I'll be there in a second. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm back. Wow. It's time for disc number two. My turn, my turn. Okay. Unless you've got something to say about House of Shakoti, which you probably do. Well, so never we, mind. let's just mention it real quick. House of Shakoti, the only two-parter in the He-Man series. She-Ra has a few two-parters and a five-parter. But, uh... He-Man has one two-parter. That would be House of Shakoti, written by Larry Dottilio, Larry Dottilio. We need Larry Dottilio Day. 
And yeah. we need we need to do a whole entire podcast devoted to Lyria. We will, because as we all know, he did not write for just He-Man. He did not write for just She-Ra. He also wrote for the Mike Young show, too. That's right. Ooh. We need we That's need to do a Larry it. show. We do. At House of Chakotay, if I'm not mistaken, is split up uh, between discs yeah, one and two. Yeah, one and two. Yeah. Which is interesting. Let's not talk about that. Yeah, because uh, everyone kind of knows about House of Chakotay. Everyone loves it. Let's move on. Go ahead, Katie. Yes. Okay, the next episode on disc two is Double-Edged Sword. Now, there are two reasons that this one is sticking with me. First reason... Um, is the documentary that we get about it by, oh no, who wrote it? Now I'm forgetting. Let's anyway, the guy it. who wrote it um, talks about it on the documentary. And he was mentioning the moral at the end of this episode. Well, two things. In the episode, there's a disabled character in a wheelchair. And they're talking about basically violence and war and how it's not just fun and games like kids seem to think it is. Like, mm -hmm. play an army man, nobody gets hurt. But in real battle, people do get hurt. And the moral at the end of this episode I thought was fascinating because He-Man actually talks about He-Man being a television series, that he is, a, you know, a character. He's Fictional. not a real-life person. Yes, exactly. And I thought that was just really cool that they – actually have you know young children in mind that may look at this and think that it's reality to actually tell the children no this isn't reality when you go out and you shoot your brother with a bb gun <laughs> it's gonna hurt so yeah. that was the first thing that i thought was really really cool second thing i was looking at this episode on heman.org and the synopsis of it and it had a picture of burby the little Busby character. And I totally remembered him from when I was a kid. <laughs> so I went and watched this episode today because I knew that I remembered it, and I totally did. And I think the reason it stuck with me was because I'm such an animal lover, and he's like this cute little animal who goes and tries to save his master and his friends by getting the Eternium from Trapjaw, and he ends up swallowing it accidentally and getting sick. And it was so cute because He-Man's like carrying him around like a little baby. It was precious. <laughs> so, yes, that's a really, really good episode. If you haven't seen it in a long time, you should go watch it. It was like something out of... Bright yeah, that's what I was going to I was gonna say. It's just, it's just like something out of the Rainbow Bright cartoon. Yes, it's Ooh. very good. Love it. Um, next on the list of Shadow is Eternal Darkness. Ooh, scary. Are you afraid of the dark? Also, a good show on Nickelodeon. <clears throat> <laughs> Eternal Darkness is the first appearance of... An only appearance, right? Yeah. Only one. Only appearance of, uh, of Dark Dream. And uh, besides it being a kick-ass episode, we find out that Eva Lynn's um, staff, her scepter, power comes from a thing called the Black Pool. Ooh. I just like that because yes. I love, you know, finding out little tidbits like that. Besides yes. it being a kick-ass episode. It is a great episode. Dark Dream has long been uh, one of my favorite uh, filmation created villains, I think, and uh, very. I, I really wish he would have made another appearance uh, later on in uh, either show. Unfortunately, he did not. And in the old uh, Guardians of Grey Skull mailing list days, that was my uh, nickname on that. Yeah, list. all you people with the names, I never picked a name. You want to know why? <laughs> 
Because you are the shadow. Exactly. I must remain <laughs> mysterious. And if I had picked a name, it just would have diluted my personality. Yes. Well, eventually I did revert back to Josh DeLioncourt, which has been my, my uh, pseudonym for many, many years in writing and music and so on. Disc number... Wait, wait, wait. What? Oh. I forgot. You have something. another one? You want to talk on disc number two? No, it was... About the same episode in Double-Edged Sword, I oh. just remembered something else I noticed when I was watching the episode. When He-Man takes Burby into Castle Grayskull to the sorceress mm-hmm. to see if she can save him, she says that he has to, or they agree that he's going to go into the was it Chamber of Life? Is that what it was called? And the sorceress says that only a mortal can take him in there. Is that to say that the sorceress is not a mortal? Well, she was before. Before she was the sorceress. Yeah, I have a feeling the sorceresses of Grayskull, based on what we know from the filmation cartoon, obviously she took over for Koda Kunkor. Um, are they're not? I don't think they're. I don't think any of them were exactly immortal. Um, but they're obviously not mortal either. She. Uh, well, she can turn a into a bird. Spanning. Well, there's that. But uh, obviously their lifetime seems to well, span over a longer period of time. She can't have a child. She can. She can. Tila is her child. <gasps> Spoiler alert. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> if you, didn't if you don't know that, that at this fuck. point, then you haven't been paying attention. <laughs> Everyone, I love disc number three. And do you want to know why? Why, Shadow? Because it has Driel's return, that foxy little trollin. <laughs> oh, look out, Adora, you've got competition. I mean, the way it's Driel totally like floats in the air takes my breath away. Do you have any idea how disturbing that image is? Hey, Orko has it made, okay? He's got Driel. Wow. Interesting okay. interesting fact, as they said in the documentary, which I did not know this, the episode was written, built around that song they sang. They really? had the song, so they were like, we need an episode to put the song in. Ta-da! Oh, and you know, it's very funny, I remember that episode. Oh, I do too. I do not remember the song. It, well, see, the thing is, is I was scared to death as a child of that damn horn of evil. <laughs> <laughs> you know when they would blow in it and that nasty old you know black smoke would come out and it would get all lightning and everything Gen- I was generally scared House of Shakoti, no Horn of Evil yes you're strange, strange go Robbie man. London <laughs> he did write that episode right I believe he did it's Robbie London and um yeah yeah good episode there sucks because Fair. Yuckers is in it we don't like Yeah, him. he's rather annoying. I agree. <laughs> oh, Orko, shake my hand. He was the forerunner to Stitch. It was also very annoying. Stitch is sleepy. So are we to assume that male, male trollins have letters on their shirt and females do not? Yes, that is what I think you could assume. I don't think Montork does, though, does he? Well, he has a beard, so it could be covering it up. Uh? <laughs> well, he could have a tiny still... little. M. It would be an M. It would be a huge letter. Well, little tiny M. 
and then the beard is covering it up. So presumably, I, I don't. There was a tall one. There was a tall trollin at the beginning of this one, and I was like, "What? They come in different sizes." Harmony is, is the key. The key. <laughs> I don't think we were in harmony there, though. No, probably not. But that's okay. Not even in unison. Day comes from night, and wrong become right. Joy brings from sad. Good will conquer bad. bad. (laughs) I'm smart enough not to humiliate myself. Number one hit from the '80s. (laughs) The Horn of Evil song. So you you gotta love that the Horn of Evil has attached to it on a piece of paper the song (laughs) to reverse (laughs) its power. I uh, am, am I to take away from this though? Because I don't remember for sure. Yuckers has a, a Y on his yeah. shirt. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Yuckers. <laughs> he also wears a baseball hat. That's yep. stupid. Yeah. Well, he's an all-American trolling. Loves that baseball. <laughs> I heard he's a Yankees fan, though. It's too bad we can't just lift him up out of the episode. And Yuckers. Keep the rest of it. He's my friend. Not. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving along. Are we gonna go to disc four now? I have nothing to say on disc four. Disc five, I have. Uh, well, uh, disc four has two awesome episodes. Uh, One of I Shadow's top ten opus episodes. Episodes. What the hell? One of <laughs> the Shadow's top ten episodes of all time is episode number fifty-four, which is on disc number four, which is called Game Plan. Why, you may ask. For one thing, it has a really cool villain called Negator. I am Negator. Okay. And it's, cool it's really thing. awesome because he has these two little things called nerves, okay, that follow him around, right? And they talk like, and you can't understand what they're saying, okay? And they follow Negator around, and Negator will go, power me, okay? And the nerves, like, shoot electric energy at him, and he, like, oh, he gets real powerful. It's really awesome. Okay. This is the same episode where they shrink everybody and they go into the circuitry, right? Uh, well, I, a different episode? well, you know, they ca- he captures, you know, like man-at-arms and stuff. And, and He-Man shrunk. has to go through a game. It really reminds me of the episode, If You're So Smart, Why Aren't You Rich? from Batman the Animated Series, where the Riddler has the bat- Batman go through um, the- this maze thing. And it has this, right. like, you know, stuff. It really reminds me of that episode. Of course, the He-Man episode came first. Awesome yes. episode. Sounds kind of like Tron. What? Tron? It sounds like Tron. Tron the movie? Yes, Tron the movie. Oh, I, never, I never saw Tron, Tron, Tron the movie. Sorry. But, um, but game plan like is awesome. I, I love it. I wish Negator would have u- been used more and uh, that he wasn't wearing a purplish lavender costume. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Next, I think we need to mention the once and future Duke, episode number fifty-eight, Count Marzo. Count Marzo's debut. That's right. I don't know why you didn't want to talk about this for Josh. Count Marzo. I had forgotten which game. episodes were on this for, so Ooh. forgive me. It's a really good episode. I can't remember because, everything because Count Marzo is just so creepy. It's a creepy villain. And he's old Camp as Marzo. Old as Grandma. Again, another great filmation inspired uh, or filmation created villain. 
and of course, he also appeared in the Mike Young Productions uh, series. No as black well. flowers in this one, though. No, that was in Search for the Search for a Sun, right? I think so. That yeah. the black flower thing started. Yeah, but uh, you got to catch that out. Uh, check that out. Count Marzo makes his debut appearance in the Once and Once and Future Duke. And just real quick, another really good episode is on disc four, The Witch and the Warrior, where Tila yes. and Evelyn have to work together and make a pretty uh, pretty good team, as uh, Evelyn admits. Yeah, this set has just got so many phenomenal episodes on it. You, you really can see how they were you know, just beginning to reach the, the peak of um, their creative juices flowing at this point. And this carried over in season two and, of course, into She-Ra as well. Of course, of course. What a well-written show that She-Ra was. <clears throat> Disc number five. I know Josh wants to talk about his favorite old dragon. Yeah, well, Radomir's Return, of course, appears on here. That's another uh, interesting episode. Very, um, again, very uh, traditional fantasy, sword and sorcery kind of episode. The the dragon uh, character under Granomir wishes to... Uh, marry a human, needs to become human, but first needs to win the bride, summons He-Man to be his champion to go through a series of tests, um, very similar to things devised by dungeon masters around the world in Dungeons and Dragons and other things. And, um, of course, also an interesting little note here, not sure if this is... Uh, directly drawn from that, but it is uh, worth noting anyway that uh, what He-Man is sent into the uh, into the uh, test to retrieve is a silver... Is it a silver, silver apple, right? Not gold. Silver apple. Uh, which, of course, uh, silver apples play an important role in the Narnia books, which are one of the most celebrated traditional fantasy series. So I suspect perhaps he was drawing uh, inspiration from that. If not, it's still a great, uh, great episode. Not quite as good as Dragon's Gift, but uh, still very well written, very well done, and uh, very enjoyable. Are either of you a fan of Pawns of the Game Master? A lot of people like this episode. It's not in my top ten. I don't really remember it. I'll have to watch it again. I'm not feeling it, but you folks might want to check it out because I know a lot of fans really love Pawns of the Game Master. I mean, they love the problem of power, too. That's not on this set. That is a great episode. So we won't mention that, but a lot of people like Pawns of the Game Master. See, whether you like it or not, problem with power is what's going to round out these DVD series. It'll be the last episode we discuss when reviewing these DVD box sets. Oh, and I can't wait. I have notes prepared already. (laughs) Great episode. Great episode. All right, I guess we can get to disc six, which is the most important disc anyway. Well, to you, yes. It has the special features. First, you have a documentary on the stories behind the episodes in season one, volume two. Very, very, very well done documentary. I this of all of the documentaries that have featured writers and storyboard artists, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, this uh, has been the most interesting and the best, uh, you know, the most well put together. I think probably because you got that man named Larry Detilio. That's right, Larry D. Come on the show. Because I mean, okay, I hate to, we know I hate there. to judge, but you have Larry on there, awesome, being great. And then you have, like, Paul Dini, who says, like, nothing of significance. 
<clears throat> okay, next <laughs> documentary. He-Man invades the San Diego Comic-Con. I saw a really good-looking guy on there. <laughs> I think it might have been me. I think it might have been me. Oh. Oh. That's right. If anyone can count how many times you spot me in the background of the San Diego Comic-Con documentary, I'll give you a thumbs up. Sorry, no prizes. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, yeah, I will say, uh, someone had a great suggestion on the message boards to watch that documentary as a drinking game and take a shot every time Shadow pops up. And I think <laughs> that is a fantastic idea. I'm you know, sorry I can't credit who came up with that idea because I don't remember now. I'm in various whoever you are, background shots, but anyone who definitely wants to see me, I'm wearing the blue shirt who asks how much an episode of He-Man cost to produce back in the day. And I'm also in the end credits wearing a green shirt saying, I have the power and by the power of Grayskull. I'm very towards and, the end of the credits. So. And I was there at the Comic-Con as well. I don't believe I'm in the background anywhere in here. But if anyone sees me, let us know. But we think we heard your father. Well. In the yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure I hear his voice in the in the background at the booth, probably telling me something like, shut up. But there are a lot of there are a lot of other <laughs> no, you know He Man fans that are on the documentary. So yes, tons of people, tons from of He Man the, fans, the message boards, and the other communities mm -hmm. online. So you definitely have to check that out. I I had kind of wished that the documentary was edited a tad better. However, I understand this is raw footage, and they did have sound problems at the panels. So I can be forgiving because I'm on it. <laughs> So pray, yeah, you say too much and they're never going to put you on again. Praise the editing gods. I made it on the DVD. You made my... Congratulations, made, Mr. Shadow. You made my you life. You have been immortalized. You made my life complete. Because... And it really made me... That's one of the main reasons I want to go to San Diego this year. Because it looked like... Fun. In the sun. People there. Yeah. It's it's a jolly old time. It's going to be a lot of fun. And of course, the three of us will be there together. That'll be fun. I'm giving out free lollipops. Masters cast lollipops. <laughs> I'm kidding. Like I could get lollipops made. Well, I probably could. I bet there's someone who makes lollipops like with custom wrappers. So big thank yous to everyone at BCI. Yes, you guys are doing a great job. The artwork's fantastic documentaries were put well put together no complaints no complaints no scratches on the discs spectacularly uh well put together uh, dvd i think these sets are actually are improving with each release well yeah, yeah i would agree yeah, by at large you know sometimes it just takes a while to get your footing and then boom and i'm not saying they had bad footing before right like they just they go from awesome to like whatever's above awesome that's yes Gnarly and tubular. Also, Weren't we going over those words in an earlier podcast? Tubular. Radical. Gnarly. You sounded like a really wasted surfer, dude. <laughs> how do you know I'm not? Oh. I don't know. I'd always like okay. to learn how to surf. That Goodwill conquer very bad. <laughs> you know, if you said that in a very Harmony meditative tone, you could sound like, key. you know, Confucius. Harmony is the key. Oh, and happy just because harmony. 
Harmony and love. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Justice will be done. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. It's wrong. So, and that's come right. like three verses. Good conquers bad. Oh, something will won't be sad. <laughs> mm. And now Shadow writes his own lyrics. <laughs> Ooh. I think they're no, we are not doing a karaoke edition of Masters Game. Harmony <laughs> is the key. Uh, 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 uh. Okay. Do we Free have anything else we need to just harmony. discuss this week? Good will <laughs> <laughs> We've lost Shadow again. So. As joy springs from sad, good will conquer bad. This was not Huh? Minor Katie's idea, just <laughs> so everyone knows. Oh, oh, oh Easter egg! The We're Easter egg. The, there's an Easter the egg. Pay attention. There's. <laughs> oh, and you were paying attention a moment ago, right? I was serenading our listeners. Oh, lovely. <clears throat> now, there is. <clears throat> yes, there is a Easter egg, and you can get the little karaoke sing along. I'm not going to tell you how to get the Easter egg. You have to figure that out yourself. But there is an Easter egg and a little karaoke with bouncing little Orko on the words will come up and you can sing along with me, Driel, and Orko. Oh, oh wait. My vocals aren't on the DVD, but you can pretend I'm sitting there singing with you. Oh, yes. We all want to do that. Yeah. Duh. A little Don head bouncing above the words. Don't give me ideas. We can put that. We can put that in the... San Diego video. There we'll, we go. We'll all stand around, sing that song, and I'll put my bouncing little head on the words. <laughs> <laughs> because you know why? Why? Harmony. <laughs> oh, my, my, my. As wrong become right, joy springs from sand, good will conquer bad. You know, harmony. I, I've got a great. <laughs> I, I've got a great idea. Let's get three oversized, huge red T-shirts for the Comic Con. I don't wear just. Mine can have the O, and Shadows can have the Y. Oh, you know what? You know what? And Katie can wear the yellow wig. I you think know that what? Is a brilliant idea. Just for that, you're all getting punched. Oh, are we? The trees have turned friendly, everyone. <laughs> Justice will be done. Ouch. <laughs> wow. 
Good stuff. Oh my. That was good. Thank you, Shatter. You're welcome. <laughs> well, I Thank had you. to do it. You know that song always puts me in a good mood every time I hear it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Masters Cast. I am the Shadow, also known as John Callis. I'm Josh the Lion Court, also known as Just Lion Court. And I'm Katie also known as O'Brien. Good journey. Good journey. <laughs> All right. Good journey. Journey. Yeah. This episode of Masters Cast is brought to you by the Treeper Cross. <laughs> the what, Shadow? <laughs> <clears throat> the Treeper Condamnets, apparently. <laughs> Bra